0: I say what you know about it. It's the stew, baby Got the amazing blast.
1: Yeah, the
0: stew baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to the stew? My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Andre Canaparo, say hello. What's up? My brother, Chris Stewart, not here. RIP Stewie. RIP Stewie. He's working. <laughs> he, yeah. he dies every week. Yeah, every week. We yeah. have one guest today. Uh, it's a, it's a last-minute edition.
1: A very special Northern California guest. Flew all the way in this morning just to do this. I
2: came by airplane.
0: Yeah, yeah we flew you in for this. Yeah, Not I used miles. It's a write-off. Yep. Samantha <laughs> Klein, you are, uh, say hello. Hi. <laughs> you're, from, you're from San Francisco? I'm,
2: Sam- I'm from San Francisco. I'm a cheesemonger and uh, owner of Rainbow Grocery in San Francisco, California.
0: Oh, okay. Have you ever done a podcast before?
2: Mm-mm. No, no. Sorry, I'm talking into my wine. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that
0: would not be. That would not be the first time. <laughs> that's all we do on this show. Yep, I mean, if we if it. we record in the daytime, not we're not drinking wine. Not drinking Nighttime, wine. Nighttime, no, definitely not. Definitely have having have to wine at night. Five. Yeah. Yeah. So you. So how long have you been mongering for?
2: Uh, I've been a cheese monger for seven years, I think, and I've probably been working with cheese for longer than that.
0: I've been working with cheese all my life. <laughs> working with a monster over here, baby. <laughs> and you, did you have to do any schooling for this, or did you train under a cheese sensei?
2: No, I had, um, <laughs> I had well, I, I guess, yeah. I'm glad you know it, the my, industry
0: term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My
2: cheese sensei's name was, uh, is Anthea Anthea Stoltz, and she That's a monger
0: name if I've ever heard one. A crazy
2: monger mm. from the Midwest.
0: Anthea Stoltz.
2: Likes cheese more than people. Sure. And she's
1: right. It sounds, it's, it's kind of sounds like a job requirement. Like when you work with animals nonstop and it's difficult or long hours or kind of hard on your body, like you have to love animals more than people. Yeah. I love cheese back. more than people.
2: I guess they do talk back sometimes.
1: Because we were talking a little bit about it and you were saying I love cocaine more than people. Yeah, and I like the way it smells more than people. Um, that one, I mean, there's probably a million things most people don't know, including myself, 100%. Um, but how physically taxing the job is alone.
2: Uh, yeah, some people cheese think
1: making or cheese mongering? Cheese mongering. Cheese
2: mongering. Cheese making oh. is absolutely not a luxury sure, luxury, sure, sure. luxury thing. There's no there's no question about that. But um, people think that cheese mongers eat cheese all day and just like talk to people, but there're right. a lot of like Eating really disgusting things, um, scraping things off of things, lots of different <laughs> kinds of molds, trying to figure out if the molds are good or bad, but then the molds get on your clothes and you try to figure out if your clothes are good or bad anymore. Whoa.
0: Yeah. So it sounds gross. like bedbugs to me so it's far. It's like bed
2: bugs. It's the bedbug. It's the vocational <laughs> bedbug of the food industry.
0: What, what um, is the, uh, what's the ratio of good to bad bacteria on cheeses? Because I, I hear a lot of times... With the cheese world, mold is your friend. Don't be afraid of it. Right, that bacteria right. is what made a cheese in the first place. That uh, bacteria is how it appears in many other things in the world, and it's fine to eat.
2: Yeah, um, so yeah, there's good bacteria, um, like bacteria attract other bacteria. And so, like, sometimes they all become friends and they have, like, a bacteria party and that's really good and you want to go to that bacteria party. <laughs> but sometimes you get a little sick from that bacteria party oh. and you realize you wake up the next morning and you're like, no, maybe I shouldn't have gone to that party. Um, so I spend wow. a lot of time trying to identify those bacterias by color, or smell, mm-hmm. or texture. And,
0: so you're, yeah. you're bacteria profiling.
2: I do a lot of bacteria profiling.
0: That's <laughs> amazing. So, so interesting. What are some of so when you say you go you if you have a bad reaction to the bacteria, what exactly does that do to your body? Do you know?
2: Um, in some cases, like fresher cheeses, you can get like sick. You can actually get like really sick. Um,
0: you said fresher cheeses. Yeah, fresh cheeses. So cheeses okay.
2: that are are meant are not intended to be aged. So essentially, anything without a rind. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So like breeze and stuff. While well, you might think they're like fresher cheeses, they're aged cheeses. Anything with a rind is an aged cheese. Um, and yeah, if it's a fresh cheese.
0: So like a, like making a mozzarella ball.
2: Right. And if you eat a bad mozzarella, it's going to taste bad. Um, so you'll be able to identify the bad mold sure. right away. Yeah. Um, but some, some cheeses you won't maybe see, you might not notice the off flavors and it's a fresh cheese and there might be a bacteria on there that can make you like super 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 sick but that's really like rare because you'll definitely taste those off flavors and be like this is really gross and obviously made out of poison and i should mm. throw it in the compost
0: like when you eat a spider like when you eat yeah a spider. and you're like yeah. oh okay. i was just <laughs> thinking the same should, thing shouldn't have done that definitely same thing just, that this one bacteria. tastes bad spider it's
2: bi- is covered in bad bacteria it's
1: biting my mouth from the inside <laughs> while i chew it <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't even know where to start in the cheese world, so like the physical taxation is that also cutting into hard cheeses, lifting cheeses, moving cheeses is it like yeah,
2: I mean, a lot of the products I deal with like one of the biggest cheeses I deal with weighs two hundred pounds, and right. so it takes a few people to like move it, but like
0: whoa, wait know. is that like a big Parmigiano? uh
2: no Parmesan wheels weigh um at most. 90 pounds. Okay. But it's a greasy 90 pounds. <laughs> sure. So, it's slippery. It's very slippery. slippery 90 pounds yeah. to move around. It's like
0: trying to wrestle a, a wild pig.
2: Absolutely. That you've greased up. Yeah, you got Yeah, you grease them up. pig is ready to party. Okay, so, it's
0: like trying to yeah. pick
1: up Lenny, my right, dog. exactly. Who's a water balloon? But you've greased. But up. he only weighs twenty five pounds, mm-hmm. so it's manageable. But so if he like, was ninety, he would never come off the floor. Ever.
2: Right. So like four Lennies. That's a,
0: that's expensive grease on that Parmigiano Reggiano too. Really
2: expensive grease. Yeah.
0: Is is is, is that the most expensive? Well, that's not the most expensive cheese.
2: Oh no, not at all. Um, like that's actually not especially expensive cheese. It's very. Like it's considered to be like the king of cheeses, which I believe is an arguable point.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, We want to hear that argument.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of kings out there. Mm -hmm. Emmental, another king, weighs Mm -hmm. 200 pounds. Mm
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so the 200 pounder, it's just like a big ass wheel. Yeah. So, how much does one of those cost? uh, If you want to buy the whole 200.
2: Well, let's see. Retail, a good one. Um, is going to be like a traditional traditional process, like correct flavor profiles, probably going to retail at most $30 a pound, so 30 times 200. Yeah. Like <laughs> a lot of money. We can yeah. all do math 6, right 000. now. 6,000. Yeah. Uh, we all can do math. 6,000. We're looking at 6,000. Yeah, yeah. 6,000.
0: Mm, worth it.
2: Six thousand dollars of multiple goodness. And you
0: said Emman- Emmental. Mm. I've heard of that cheese, but I don't know what it is offhand.
2: Emmental um, cheeses are made in Switzerland. They're made in a particular region, Emmental.
1: Mm -hmm. So so that's also a region, as well as the name of a cheese. Right, exactly. And
2: so, like, in Switzerland and France, there's all these, like, giant format cheeses, like Gruyères and Comtes, Comte in France and Mm -hmm. Gruyère in in Switzerland. And um, they also make Emmental. And, like, essentially what you want to do is you want to melt them all together into one big, delicious pile of cheese. Um, But... um,
1: and then remake that as a cheese? Or are you talking about like a fondue? I'm talking like, about fondue. Yeah, fondue, <laughs> yeah, baby. It's winter. When am I not talking about fondue, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh,
0: you've never talked about fondue. No, that's the first. I know. I just wanted to look cool. Yeah, in a cheese up monger. Fond- is, is fondue? It's
2: not just from the 70s.
0: Do you see it making a little bit of a resurgence right oh, now? Oh,
2: it is absolutely making a resurgence. Okay. Um, I like to call it January. January cheesemongers get really scared during January. They're like, oh, everyone's going to have their New Year's resolutions. But apparently, oh, New Year's resolutions include fondue. Mm-hmm. So I like to call January my fondue clinic.
1: Oh. So so people,
0: oh, that's that's very interesting. Like the 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 equinox gym come January. That's their that's their prime time. But then if you're a chi- if you're dealing in fatty cheese goods, the ice cream guys, like I'm fucked in January. Ice cream
2: guy is yeah. super fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely because sugar's Weather out. Weather and sugar's resolution. Out,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So. And then, yeah, and then the cheesemonger, people are are, are having fado balls with broccolini instead of absolutely instead of cheese. No
2: carb. Well, yeah, no. We, we dip we we, we actually dip, dip the broccoli into the fondue.
0: Ooh, mm-hmm. There you go. It does
2: sound good, right?
0: Yes, sounds yeah. great. <laughs> so, how often do you fondue?
2: Uh, I don't fondue that much, actually. I don't like. Generally speaking, I don't really like. I. I I only bring cheese scraps home, sure, and then I turn them into, personally, I turn them into like some sort of like macaroni and cheese that would, if I paid retail for it, it would probably cost $200 for like one sheet. Oh. Right. So, okay.
0: So as a monger, you 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 punch the clock, you grab your jacket, you leave, and then all the little cheese scraps yeah, throughout the, the day. Yeah, like,
2: you have to go away. You're not, you're not, I can't, I can't, I can't. Sell you, my heart hurts when I look at you, right. just come home with me sure. so
0: so you'll just have a little bushel you, a pound yeah. of of this and that, and Pounds. you'll go home and that, and yeah. make a cheese sauce,
2: yeah, no, totally, absolutely, and it's disgusting, it's so good <laughs> it's
1: really the, cool. uh, yeah it's like the the orphan Annie of cheeses comes home mm-hmm. with the uh, daddy Warbucks over here Gets gets to ride in a helicopter
0: very very similar, similar to like when my brother would leave the re- he he's he works in restaurants as well, and he would always come home with like. Like a to-go box, and he'd call it like a slop plate, Right. and it's just like whatever is left over, just dump it all in and pour tahini all over it, or what have you. <laughs> and then it's like, and then <laughs> <laughs>
2: like how tahini is the, the, <laughs> the fat of choice yeah. for that. <laughs> you know, you know that tahini is going
0: all over it. But the, but that but when you when you look at it and you're like, oh, this looks disgusting. And when you eat it, you're like, "Oh, this is yeah. sort of like." this is exactly what you—it's it's like the most the right satisfying kind of salt thing.
2: On it, yeah. Yeah, it's got yeah, the right absolutely. kind of. Oh.
0: That's
1: also what my grandfather did, though. Every day, being a butcher, I mean, he didn't bring home like fillet every day. He brought you know whatever piece was kind of left over, what looked good, or you know whatever it was. But it was like you don't leave with, you don't get high on your own supply.
0: Right, right, right. You know, yeah. you get the butcher's cuts. Yeah, he make a nice meatball. Well, yeah. she makes a two hundred dollar mac and cheese. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm pretty unique actually, uh, like especially in the environment I work in, um, in that like I really don't eat that much cheese while I'm not working, but I eat a ton of cheese while I'm working. So I probably eat about a pound of cheese a day while I'm working, which is a lot. And, like, oh,
1: they don't have spit buckets for mongers. Uh,
2: well, I do spit a lot of cheese out right. <laughs> because it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I let you use the f word?
0: You can. I'm you can. definitely can. That.
1: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> like, um. <laughs> so, I don't know.
0: Uh,
1: uh, There's no rules on this podcast except not saying the F word.
0: (laughs) All right, well, you brought some cheeses for us to try. First of all, you have this large square brick. It looks like a square brick of uncut, um,
1: what would you say, brie? Right? Yeah, I guess it looks like like a square of brie. But to open it, you were like, it was wrapped in paper when you brought it in, and you're like, this one's going to be messy, and I was like, Hmm, I wonder what she means. And it literally looks like a melted ice cream bar.
2: It totally does. Yeah. Like you is... cut it you
1: cut it open and it just looks like yeah. if somebody left a Klondike bar out on the counter and it just
0: melted.
2: It's making me sad right now, actually. But
0: why? No, it's so good. No. It, it is cool delicious.
2: But it's 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 it was given to me this this um, what
0: kind of cheese is this? Okay,
2: so this is um, this is called cottonseed. Um, cotton
0: cottonseed.
2: Cottonseed. Yeah, um, this is uh, represented here. We have cottonseed, campo, and um, listen, which are um, made by Boxcar Creamery mm-hmm. in uh, Georgia. Mm. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, North Carolina. I'm sorry. About
0: Ooh, same diff. <laughs> Ooh, There's kidding. a lot of cheeses
2: being made in the South right now, and they're doing a really good job, but. Um, mm. But yeah, and and um, one of the uh, cheesemakers has my name, Samantha, which is very exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, can but we just celebrated in San Francisco Fancy Food Week, which means all the cheesemakers come by Rainbow Grocery and visit us. And uh, when one of the Austin, uh, one of the other cheesemakers from from Boxcar came in, the not Samantha is actually what I called him, I believe, to his face.
1: Hi, um, Not Samantha.
2: I, st- I started getting really excited, and then I demanded a T-shirt, because all cheesemakers have swag,
1: and yes. uh, requested
2: for a child size. There you go. And um, he came back with not only a bunch of extra large shirts, because most cheesemongers are extra larges, <laughs> but also a child size T-shirt and a shitload of cheese. Um, awesome. But this, unfortunately, was probably in its absolute prime um, uh, about five days ago, and it just absolutely shit the bed. But the paste, which is the inside of the cheese, um, tastes delicious. The rind is a little toothsome.
1: Mm-hmm. This still tastes really good. It well, tastes, it tastes well, incredible. It, I, mean, so, I, I feel like that's what it's supposed to do, although you know better. But if I, I would never know that this was somehow off or not what it's supposed when to be you, doing so right when now. So
0: when you cut into this brick of cheese, it's it basically there's like an exoskeleton of the rind that has still let, maintained its sort of three-dimensional mm, rectangular absolutely. phase, which... First of all, it just looks so cool. Mm-hmm.
1: we really should post pics on this podcast. Man. I took a, a bunch of pics the and all then
0: right. the inside is it's it's like a soft brie where you, it kind of goo- goozes out a little bit but mm. but this is it's like a it's a puddle yeah. it, it, it was It was so almost cool. like you cut into a water balloon and it's just coming out and the consistency of the cheese oh, you gotta get it. it's not even it's so hard to. It's it's like already fondue. Just it, it comes stock as a fondue, and the consistency of it, it's like cake frosting or something. It looks it's like so vanilla great. frosting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the, and when I smelled the outside of it, it's it smelled like like a like a basement that hasn't been, that hasn't been cleaned yeah, 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 totally. since 1972. And then I was like, oh, shit, this cheese is going to be... Mm-mm. Like, I need to hold on to my hat because this cheese mm-hmm. is about to blast me with some funk. <laughs> yep. And it's so mild and yeah. and understated. It and has, like,
2: these really pretty mushroom notes, but also, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, floral at the same time, which I really like.
0: Floral mushroom. Yes. Yeah, You're saying that. I can taste that. That's the other thing about that the whole cheese world. is but... just, like... The, all up. the all the palette and the terminology that we use for food and wine, and wine. I feel like cheese is a little in its own unique world. In yeah, terms of what you're getting off of it.
2: So, like, do you, you want to hear? Do you want to hear cheese? The cheese. Talking about he- cheese can get really boring. We to so I've been actually no, no, no. like totally restraining myself. That's
1: the good thing about this podcast: is that the more kind of esoteric and inside baseball you get with why you're like well, the topic that you're here as a guest at, that's the point. So get Yeah, if you're listening to nuts. this, you're a, yeah.
0: you're a food nerd. <laughs> get nuts. Um, and I'll stop you when it gets too boring. Oh, that's yeah.
2: okay. No, it really does I'll make, get very, usually, very I, boring, I, and I, I don't like understand a, why a, people listen most of the time. No, I am
0: absolutely fascinated. <laughs> okay. Just wait for it.
2: Um, so first of all, all right, they, thanks for
1: our food podcast, everybody. That's <laughs> it. We're going to cut it off right <laughs> gonna now. Gonna <laughs> off we're there.
0: good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all done. Thanks.
2: I'm actually making checking because so Car Creamery, and I'm actually checking the label. They change what milks are in their cheeses sometimes. Mm. Um, so they have a herd of goats, and I can't remember. I can't remember what type of goats they are, because there's like a million types of goats. And I always want to say like Nubian, but I'm probably totally wrong. Just because okay. I think Nubian are the cutest goats because they're little. But Nubian but, goats. Um, oh, goats. Google image uh, Goats are browsers. Um all cows, goats, and sheep, they're 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 browsers, which means that they'll like eat grass and flowers and all sorts of shit that's around them. I used to always make a joke when I was a kid that I wanted to be um I wanted a goat so I could feed it cans. Because cans really, like, glue – I mean, goats really, like, glue, like, the inside from cans. No way. Yeah. This was, like – my, like – my life goal wasn't to be, like, a, you know, like a scientist. It was to, like, have a goat so I can feed it cans. So I've, I've made it.
0: If just I when we, just goat goat when I thought you were strange, yeah, you hit me with that it's all one. About
2: small steps. Um, a
0: childhood so, dream of mine is to feed uh, <laughs> feed goats tin cans. Yeah. When I hit that one, I on was
1: sixteen. I mean, I like but, it.
0: No, it's. I mean, I used to do mushrooms too. I get it. <laughs> I get trippy too. Yeah, stay weird. All right, I'm so so they have they have a herd of goats.
2: They have a herd of goats, and then what they do is they like they source cow's milk, which is a really common thing, like. Farmstead cheeses. What that means is that um, animals, animals, you raise the, you raise and milk the animals for the cheese that you're going to make. So their okay. goats are farmstead, but their cows are not farmstead because they, they buy the milk. So that's actually a really good thing. It's not a bad thing to like buy milk.
1: Mm-hmm. Because as long Everywhere as it's else. good, it's also diverse from already the goats that you have that are browsing and grazing the same exactly. area, so you get a little diversity in the dairy.
2: Totally, and also every season your like your like ratio is going to be a little bit different, and you mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen, and who knows, it could be all all goats milk. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a cool thing about Thing about milk. Um, we're go- we're gonna go. We're gonna go on a trip to Switzerland, you guys. Let's go. <laughs> I was talking about Emma's earlier. It's, it's January, um, so there's just really um, in Switzerland you have Gruyere. In France you have Comte. We're just gonna talk about Gruyere right now. Okay. and There's this there's this thing called Alpage, and it's really special. Um, and it imparts a lot of flavor into the cheeses. So um, you have Gruyere, which tends to taste kind of oniony. But the cows that have been eating, um, the cows that have been eating uh, all that grass have also been eating approximately like thirty-five types of flowers. And so you'll taste those flowers. If you're really like, if you eat enough Gruyere, and you're like, oh, this tastes like onions. This tastes like onions. This tastes like onions. You're gonna be <laughs> like, oh. But it tastes like flowers a little bit. Like, I can taste mm-hmm. all of these different flowers in it. Alpage means that the um, cows, um, the, al, al, alpage means, I've had a lot of wine, I'm sorry.
1: No,
0: no, you're good, Whiskey you're good, also. you're
2: perfect,
1: you're good. <laughs> the,
2: it means that the weather's a little bit warmer, and the grass in the Alps is growing up on higher elevation, and they're able to, the cows are able to climb up to higher elevation to eat this stuff. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting, like, approximately 35 varieties of grass, they're they're able to get a somewhere into the 50s, of flowers, rather. Um, Mm -hmm. And so inside of the cheese, inside of a Gruyere Alpage, you're able to taste, like, all of these different flowers. So you'll taste, like, onions, yes, first. But then you'll taste, like, jasmine and all these weird flowers you've probably never seen because you've never been in
0: Switzerland.
2: So it's this really... So
0: the the more rain that happens, the more flowers grow because there's the the elevation... That the flowers are growing is increased and they're able to climb higher advanced levels where more diverse flowers are living. Right, exactly. And, then, and, and so then a good year or a good dairy harvest would consist of more flowers.
2: More flowers. More flowers make more delicious cheese. Okay.
1: God, it's always amazing how much everything edible, everything in the food world, drink world, comes usually down to climate and the year specifically, the rainfall, the wind direction, like mm-hmm. when how you're talking about you terroir get? for wine and, and what yeah. that looked like, the, how much water came off the shale and how much was, and what season it happened in. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's incredible to hear this story because it's such a perfect anecdote of, of how what we consume is so, the, the notes and the nuance of it are so kind of controlled by weather. So
0: and changes year to year. So does that mean there are seasons where the best cheese is made?
2: Yeah, um, the best the best milk comes from summer always, no matter what, anywhere you are. Which okay. Is, um, um, so, actually something that's really pretty is cows express. Um, uh, there's a lot of um, beta carotene in grass, and so cows express beta carotene into their milk. Mm. And That's why cow's milk is yellow. Um, Mm-hmm. Some 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 cheeses are dyed with um, annatto, which is actually a traditional practice. Like, orange cheese is kind mm-hmm. of a cool thing. It's not a bad thing. But, um, yeah, cow's milk naturally is yellow. So sheep and goat's milk cheese is going to be white, pure white, because they don't do that. But, um, mm. yeah, so the best tasting and the most complex cheeses you're going to get are going to be, like, for cows, are going to be, like, super, super yellow, and they're going to come from summer months, summer milkings. Mm-hmm.
1: So when really high-end... Um, cheese makers say they're doing a cow's cheese, but it's aged. Will they very specifically create that cheese during those months? Absolutely. And, and then age them. So it's like 100%. Yeah. So this aged Parmesan will yeah. only be made. From milk from this time frame and then aged.
2: Some cheese is seasonal. Yeah. Um, some cheesemakers um, and some, some types of productions, especially if they're government protected. So like wine. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, there's yep. like, there's like all these like laws and rules or whatever. <laughs> and sometimes when the rules, the, when the government like pulls the rules out, like they don't like have to follow those rules anymore. Um, the cheesemakers will still like adhere to them because they're like, No, this this actually makes sense. Um
1: mm-hmm. no, like prosciutto all, prosciutto yeah. in Italy and jamon Serrano in Spain, there's only so much that can be exported. There's like a, there's laws requiring a certain amount to not leave the country and stay in and I would imagine that's, that's very similar, um, along with the actual practices of of how to make them, right? It's,
2: yes and no. There there the reason that they, they send different stuff to the United States... there's two ways things get sent to the United States. So um when the United States, like, during, like, the second Iraqi war, um, we started holding a lot of um, cheeses, like, for example, cheeses at, um, at customs and doing a lot of tests on them and all the cheese would die. And so Europe got really mad at us. Mm. <laughs> and so they stopped sending us things like Reblachon, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. really special cheeses we'll never see again in the United States.
1: And what is that cheese?
2: Um, well, reblochon is one of them. Also, there's a no, lot No, but,
1: I mean, what is, what is reblochon?
0: I don't, oh, don't know. I've ever had it. Oh, I'm um,
2: sorry. Reblochon is um a French cheese that is um it's a wash rind French cheese that is absolutely delicious and you make che- you make like dishes like tartiflettes which is like this like potato melty stinky wash rind cheesy pile of um amazing <laughs> Goodness, you eat in the yeah, winter yeah, when yeah. you're sad. Sounds, sounds <laughs> very,
1: but it's temperamental and it, it's got a shelf life is so if they if they hold it at customs it's not going to make it Yeah, through. it's it not going
2: and it's a Fucking tragedy because an animal had to get pregnant so you had to so you could make this like a thing had to get pregnant so you could make this thing that is just going to go in the trash
1: right? Like, no, that you know, is great yeah. tragedies. Not of, great
2: of cheese, um, but also the FDA creates all of these different um, rules sure. about like what can be imported. So like um, one that keeps a lot of cheese from being imported is like everything um, that is raw milk that is uh, imported and sold in the United States has, has to be exported or distributed at 60 days um, old. Otherwise, like it's illegal to sell in the United States.
1: Hmm. Does that
2: make sense what I just said?
1: It does, but uh, I don't know why, but yes. Are they um, saying that after 60 days, there's certain bacteria that will be dead or something?
2: No, it doesn't make any sense, actually. See, there, it, it it's actually just arbitrary. Really, it's, totally it's, arbitrary. It's totally arbitrary. The FDA, their perfect cheese is a craft single because there's actually like very little dairy in it, and it's wrapped in plastic, and it's served in indiv- individual servings. Right. This is a shelf life of eternity. Mm-hmm. Sure. So... It's, and it tastes like cardboard yeah. so you're set. Like that's it's,
1: definitely what the FDA wants. We
0: so, do have a
2: deep appreciation for craft. So animals. then so in so <laughs>
0: in, Ameri- in so America, like raw, unpasteurized milks and cheeses have a lot of regulations here. Whereas everywhere else in the world it's pretty free flowing?
2: I would say lots of places. I don't know. I don't I don't I mean, I know in Europe, yes, it's free flowing. And
0: every yeah. and well America is the is the number one offender of, of coming down hard on, on pasteurized raw milk, right? Yeah. You kinda have to find it at a farmer's market and talk to a guy and get someone's phone number and get it on it's, the on the down low. It's
2: actually literally like that, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. It's like um, their new thing that's really that is like I mean this happened about a year ago. That's like a pretty like great tragedy is E. coli is kind of everywhere. We're covered in E. coli and Tell um, me about it. There's a lot of like, real E. coli about, daddy over <laughs> <right>? there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> E. Coli.
1: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, e. coli is, um, there's very few, um, forms of pathogenic, um, E. coli, but unfortunately the FDA just started like cracking down on E. coli. And so they're like testing these like beautiful cheeses, which of mm-hmm. course it's filled with and mm-hmm. like making it so we can't have, um, like a lot of cheeses that we loved, like a year ago.
1: So so, the, so there's, this is how I understand it and, it, and I could be wrong, definitely not assuming I'm an expert, but the way the FDA controls import and exports is one thing, and that's like an impossible, an impossible stone to move. But there are local and city and county food laws that dictate certain practices. So this is not about importing cheese. This is more about... Making cheese in the United States, we have a restaurant that Jason and I are a huge fan of, Kispaka, here in L.A. And the chef there, I, I think at the time was Chad Colby, and he worked a lot with the city of L.A. to change certain food safety laws so he could create certain kinds of charcuterie, and made, was able to change them. Is that happening in the cheese world at all? Mm-mm.
0: No. No. <laughs> Got it.
1: No. <laughs>
0: nope, nope, no so this not. is kind of like it's like, it's like a prohibition on cheese, sort yeah.
2: of. <laughs> it's really stupid.
1: So this brings me to my next question, which I actually wrote down from us talking a little bit earlier. So you mentioned you were at a food festival or or a cheese festival, something food wine related. Fancy food festival. Which, which I that love the name, one, But something Fancy Food Show. And you were like, Yeah, there's all this stuff there, there's this, there's that. There's illegal you know a bunch of illegal cheese there, and I didn't want to ask you because I knew you're gonna do the podcast, but I, I so I wrote it down I was like because I want to talk to you about it like on the spot mm-hmm. so there's like there's illegal cheeses,
2: oh yeah totally yes, okay love
1: this this is the shit illegal okay. cheese so
2: this is like super this is actually super on the dL and it's it's not like I'm not gonna like go like we're everybody in the cheese community is like and is like super scared about like people finding out about stuff but there's like Don't
1: talk st- about anything you're not comfortable with. No no,
2: it's 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 like I'm going to be I'm going to be vague. But there's certain like there's certain categories right now. Okay, for example, there's certain categories that cheese has um, in terms of like There's certain categories cheese cheese has created or like um, I would say like importers have created. Um that for some reason the f d a hasn't figured out our total BS. and it's like we're like, okay, because of this because of this like magic word we created, we're able to like get these cheeses into the United States, and so we're just gonna go with it until they figure it out, and then we're gonna create a new word for it, sure, or sometimes we'll get something that's like we're mm. like like we'll get in and we'll be like, oh.' how did we get this? <laughs> and it's right, like, right. well, it's cryovac And we're like, well, it makes sense that it's cryovac Cause like sometimes you don't really want to cryovac cheese, plastic kills cheese, but like, cause cheese is alive and you don't want to suffocate it. Like you don't want to put a baby in a cryovac bag. Mm-hmm.
1: You
0: don't
2: want to put cheese. <laughs> I, I want to put a
0: baby. I mean- have <laughs> some, some let's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's do puppy in the car analogy, please. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah.
2: that actually makes it. Yeah. You don't want to put a puppy in the, you don't want to put a puppy in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, with the windows closed,
0: but, sure. So you don't want to. watch up real tight. You
2: don't want to like cry over back a cheese and like suffocate its little cheese cheese brain and then it mm-hmm. dies and turns into garbage and you have to compost it and then an animal got pregnant for no reason. <laughs> it makes me so angry.
1: I understand. I mean, Can you you're- imagine
2: getting pregnant and, and and just just the product of your pregnancy turned into garbage. Well, period. I, I mean, like think I've a seen lot that of,
1: in person. There's a lot of analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've met those garbage, trash, <laughs> pregnancy debacles. Also,
0: a lot of um, a lot of similarities with the, our current Planned Parenthood debacles in the world oh, going on Ron, right, dude, right dude, it's now. A <laughs> it's a food podcast. Oh. It's a food podcast. But you know, I'm just saying. Don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we won't go down that path.
1: So I want to come back to this because I think it's fascinating. But also, you mentioned a few times and. I think I didn't even know that cheese was kind of a living product. And walk us through how it needs to not be um, contained or <laughs> held or put in <laughs> a fridge or be or like yeah, yeah, walk say, us, say we got we walk got us through different cheeses and how they live and and how that works. And because it also seems like does that mean Parmesan age so long or any other aged cheese that I oh. don't know well enough to name is it. Is it still alive that long after the cultures? Absolutely! Wow, that's fascinating. 100%. That's crazy.
2: It's all alive, and like the thing about it is, is it's like okay. So this is like this is the gray area for me, like like block cheeses, like, uh, those like block cheeses you buy at the grocery store, um, like, like a block of
0: cheddar from Trader Joe's. I don't know
2: Trader Joe's. Yeah, for example,
0: three dollars generic extra sharp generic. Know cheddar
2: yeah absolutely yeah this is the gray area for me because i'm like well i mean technically it's supposed to be alive i don't really understand because like like and also i don't know what happens if you leave it in the package for too long and like i don't really know so like those kinds of cheeses aside Mm
1: -hmm. like artisan cheeses yeah
2: so like okay so some cheese shops like rainbow rainbow does a lot of pre-cut pre-cut cheeses and so we have this product called Roby Wrap, which is the most amazing thing in the entire world because um, it works with like this little heat pad. And what it does is like you wrap the cheese up and then you put it on the heat pad. And what it does is it like stretches the plastic out because it's plastic wrap and it creates these microscopic holes that make it so the cheese has the ability to breathe, which makes it live longer. Mm-hmm. Right. So like once you cut into a piece of cheese, like once we cut into this right here, mm-hmm. this like wheel of brie-ish cheese that's like used all over the place and looks delicious, it's dead We've just killed He
1: gone the
2: it's, it's <laughs> I am so sorry Your life is over
0: <laughs> So much like a Much like a cracked egg Yeah
2: Exactly. You ain't going yeah. back
0: in the shell. So kind of
1: like, bloop,
2: bloop, bloop, Exactly. Exactly. That's
1: what just happened. <laughs> Got it. But he you, leaking.
0: All
2: these little guys on here, do you see like the mold on top of the cheese? Mm-hmm. Like All that fluffy white stuff, not only is it going to keep growing if you just let it sit here, it's going to attract other friends that are going to join it. And they're mm-hmm. going to become the like, best party. mold friends. And they're going to have a bacteria party. And you're not invited.
0: <laughs> and what is what? And they're just going to keep feeding off of each other and growing. And yeah. when when will it turn green?
2: I don't know. Probably tomorrow if we <laughs> leave it like this. <laughs> like, you never know. There's 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 one mold that's really cool. So this um, is a very
0: first forty eight type of scenario. Yeah. Once ex- you cut once you cut it, you've yeah. got you've got minutes, exactly. hours.
2: Yeah, we have to have a little funeral for it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry,
1: Viking sorry. funeral. We're going to set this bitch on fire that's and throw it really on a Franklin. Good idea. I mean, yeah,
0: for sure. We have
2: to find a tiny river yeah <laughs> um <laughs> but um there's this there's this when i i got a call from a friend today that um bought um, Winnemere which is um made it at, um uh Jasper hill Cellars, which is in vermont and it's a really special cheese it's a restaurant d'or style and like there's a very particular way you eat it and like Cheese is very, very special. It only comes out once a year, and it's an um, it's a copycat of this French style of cheese called Vacheron d'Or, and um, French and Swiss style cheese because um, it's a Alpine on the border Alpine sure. cheese. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she called me. She's like, "Hey, I don't know if the cheese is still good. It's got white spots on it." And I was like, "Nah, dog. You're like cheese just made friends with like some other shit. It's cool. Like, send me a <laughs> picture." And she sent it to me. I was like, "No, your cheese is fine. You can eat that." So, like,
1: she's like, cause it costs a lot of money. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, it's, she called me up and she's like, can I have Winamere? And I was like, yeah, but you want this other cheese called Rush Creek Reserve too? And she like spent like $60 on cheese. And um, she's nice. really happy and it's making me really happy. And, um, but yeah, I know, like, like, your mold is going to attract little buddies. And there's this cool, like, the translation of it is cat fur. Um, sometimes um, blooming rhino um, cheeses um, penicillum candidum Mm -hmm. is the name of this mold Mm -hmm. um, will attract little friends that are green and they're little like Green puffs that will grow all over your cheese, and um, the French translation, which I don't remember the French word for it, is cat fur. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so it's one of those like reminders. I'm always telling customers, I'm like, you're gonna see little puffs of blue mold and uh, green mold, green mold. I'm like, it's and called sh- cat fur. You gotta eat that. It's the best part.
1: Oh, you need to eat that, not eat shave that. That's no, the good stuff. Never that's the good friend.
2: Right. That's the good friend. That's
1: the one who cooks dinner when he stays at your house. Exactly. And, and, like strips the bed when he leaves. <laughs> right. Not the opposite.
2: No, no, no. That's not the one who. <laughs> It's like trash around your house, and yeah. you're still there when you get home. And you're your like, trip. "Why
1: is there no yeah. alcohol left in my
0: house?" <laughs> <laughs> Someone speaking from experience, why sure. Do I have
2: lice now? Yeah. Yeah. it's Exactly.
0: Not I just had a cheese last week that I've never had before. It, I think it's a Norwegian cheese. Oh yeah. G <gasps> toast. Yes. Oh
2: my God! It's so weird.
0: It's yeah. G it's G J E T O S T G toast. Yeah. G toast. Yeah, So I I had it on a salad. It was sort of like shaved on top of a salad that was like with walnuts and arugula and almond and uh, like wal yeah yeah like kind of like a, a apple walnut arugula salad and it had these shavings of this kind of brown orange. Did you like it? It was amazing.
2: It can be really gross. But it's also really delicious. It
0: can be really gross, yeah. and I think you have to pair it with the right thing That's to have really it. True. And it was it was really yeah. dancing with the uh, with the almond with the walnut and the apple the together. Apple was crucial for it, yeah, for sure. But I had never seen it before, and I was doing some research. and I just bought a brick of it, and oh, yeah, did you, where'd you get it? I got it at Whole Foods. It was, oh, it's like right. it's basically just it's a it's a fudge like cheese. You toast? Yeah,
2: that's amazing. Yeah, that's actually really too. cool. Yeah,
0: pretty cool, huh? Yeah, very.
2: It's weird. It's really weird. I, I, the first time I had ever tried it was like four years ago. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so, so it, it's basically a. I think it's a goat's milk cheese that traditionally
2: it, goats, but sometimes cow's milk is is mixed in. Depending and
0: it's on. caramelized.
2: Caramelized, yeah. They they caramelize the milk.
0: So they'll take the milk and just put it in a pot and cook it down until it turns brown. like your until it turns brown, like an onion. Yeah. And then, how do they turn that into cheese from there? Then,
2: I mean, I guess they. I mean, okay. So, Dos is mystery. Dos is mystery. Mm-hmm. I have okay. J-Toast is like a total mystery to me. Um, I mean, so I mean, I'm, I'm ass- after. I mean, I'm assuming like during this entire process, they're adding a coagulant mm. of some sort. And you okay, can, like that's gonna like even after you heat it, like and you add like so. When you pasteurize the milk, like pasteurized cheese, so you pasteurize the shit out of it, like mm-hmm. for a million years until it turns <laughs> fucking brown. <laughs> like, and right. it's like candy food. And then. Oh, yeah, um, I guess
0: it's already pasteurized after you've yeah, tried to boil caramel. it for that long. It's yeah, pasteurized, sure. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And, so, and then you add a coagulant, but like, I mean, yeah. So, like.
0: I mean, yeah, it looks like fudge, kind of. it got or, a very nutty taste.
1: I would say where when I was traveling in that area like in Oslo and in Copenhagen like it was everywhere for breakfast like any place that had a breakfast spread it h- had that in spades
0: and you just like put it on a piece of toast or something like that or, or you eat a piece it of with apple well there's
1: also I mean look European breakfasts are incredible period Scandinavian breakfasts European breakfasts you go down and you're like oh this is how normal people should eat healthy there's an incredible amount of fruit Mm-hmm. There's vegetables. There's some breads. There's some cheeses. There's some charcuterie. There's fruit um, in Northern...
2: I know, this is a weird question. There's no, fruit in Northern Europe? No. What's that? What kind of fruit is in Northern Europe? There's everything
1: you would imagine. Nothing that I was shocked to see. But you're looking at apples, oranges, melons. Passion fruit
0: and guava. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> All, every that every kind of normal breakfast fruit you would imagine is kind of hanging out. Grapes. So did, hanging out.
0: So did you ask that because... It's not a region where fruit is normally grown, I mean, so it has to be imported. Yeah, it's imported.
2: freezing there, even in the summertime. It's like, I mean, it's I think it gets sort of like sixty-five <clears> degrees. <throat> I just read a lot of books about Norway recently, <laughs> I'm like, kind of like completely obsessed with the idea of like the temperature and like.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating place. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look at that damn G toast cheese.
2: Yeah, that's weird. That's their food. How would
0: you recommend eating that cheese?
2: Okay, so J-Toast is really weird for me because I don't like it. When, the first time I tried it, I was totally disgusted by it. Because mm-hmm. if you take a big bite of it, like you would like normal cheese. Mm-hmm. It tastes like plastic to me. First, I'm like, oh, this is good. And I'm like, ooh, this is plastic. This I do not like this. Mm-hmm. And this is a cheese that's cryovacted. It is like all of the air is sucked out of it. This cheese is dead. Yeah. And like I'm like, I don't get it. And then and then like a year later i tried it with an apple and i was like oh my god this is so delicious so mm-hmm. i mean for me i would i would actually think it would be really cool like all when i whenever i look at cheese any cheese i always try to figure out how i can t- cook with it or turn it into a recipe
0: mm-hmm.
2: um so for me, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna turn this into like a really weird apple pie because it would be like a really like what if savory it, apple pie. Yeah, what if or there's something?
1: a slice on top of an apple pie? I
2: would like to put like a be ton great. in it, even like oh, yeah. yeah. in it, sure. Oh my god, oh my god, it would be so good. Does it
1: melt? I've never seen it other than like kind of just sliced and slightly spread or put on top of like.
0: I think it'll I mean, melt. Yeah, it'll probably yeah, melt I mean, fine. All right? Cheese melts.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if you're listening to that and you want to try a weird ass cheese. It's I feel brown. like it's also very regional
1: and very culturally specific in the way that, like, Marmite is. Mm-hmm. Where it's Love like, Marmite. I don't see it everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an acquired taste. It's kind of indescribable to an
0: extent. Yeah, not like, for everyone. Yeah. It, uh, very, uh, juxta- it, it's, it walks the line. Yep. Polarizing. Absolutely. Um, speaking of melting cheeses, ultimate grilled cheese, what would you do? Walk us through the bread. Walk us through the chad. Walk us through how you're going to cook it.
2: All right. So ultimate ultimate grilled cheese. Um, I have a lot of feelings about bread. I feel like when you're doing grilled cheese, I feel like your bread, bread slices have to be thin. Also, Ooh. as somebody who lives in San Francisco, sure. I, I am part of the fight against sourdough. Ooh. Yeah. Burn.
0: Behind enemy lines.
2: Right? Sorry, guys.
0: You're wait, You're against sourdough.
2: With cheese. Oh, with Never.
0: cheese, with cheese. I'm okay. talking uh-huh. about
2: grilled cheese. Okay, yeah, okay.
0: But absolutely. so only, but okay, but you are okay with sourdough otherwise?
2: Oh, no, yeah, totally fine. Okay. Like, I'm not like gonna like pick sourdough like when I'm like having my like bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast. Got it. Or, or like whatever comes on breakfast, mm-hmm. I always pick rye bread because I'm same. Jewish. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, rye bread, same. <laughs> Hello. Um, so, perfect. Um, um, so I have I actually currently have okay, so I have I really like um if I'm gonna pick my perfect sliced bread. Mm-hmm. Do you do you want me to start with the bread? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Um start at the bottom.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a name. Killer Dave's uh white bread.
0: I know Killer Dave's
2: so good. Mm-hmm. Giving your money to like good people. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, they ha- yeah, they have that at Whole Foods as well. So Shout outs Killer Dave. It's kind of good, like a it's like product. a like a real nice kind of hippie slice of bread that you yeah, can get. Yeah,
2: giving your money to people who just got out of jail and need a job and likes to mm-hmm. like.
1: Oh, it's like, like a like, homeboy food. industry situation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Way to go, Killer Dave?
2: Yeah, um, so I love that, and then. Um, what I do is I butter my butter my bread. My butter is always out at room temperature. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: mm-hmm. French
2: butter, Ruff Monier, mm-hmm. um, salted, always salted, even when baking.
0: Mm. Um, why? Why is that?
2: Because you always want salt in baking, and mm-hmm. then you know I don't know. Salt tastes good. Yeah, salted butter tastes good.
0: Fair. I agree with that, but I mean, I'll, yeah, you see unsalted butter called for in recipes all the time.
2: Yeah, recipes are always wrong.
0: You know, Fair to that. Don't Fair.
2: ever listen to recipes and never listen to the cheese recommendation in recipes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. Okay, I so love grilled this. cheese always combine your mm. always combine your um your your alpine cheese with your cheddar. Alpine for stretch and balance. Cheddar for um cheddar for like sharpness. You want a real sharp cheddar. Bite. Hooks Hooks five year cheddar is my favorite. My favorite mm. block cheddar, 100%. If you can't get Hooks 5-year cheddar, get Cabot bound. from mm. It's amazing, both of them melt really well, delicious with your Gruyere or Comte. I like a young Comte with my grilled cheese or just any like fancy-ass Comte.
0: And then when you add this cheese on, well first of all, you have this sliced bread. What kind of bread is it? Killer Daves. Well, which just just the white white bread, white bread yeah, sorry. Killer and then Dave's white bread. buttered both sides or just one side? Butter both
2: sides. Butter both
0: sides. Yeah. But like
2: it, I grate, grate the cheese, so that, that was, that was never slice, question. grate the cheese, Grated, not mix sliced. it together, put it in there, you know, put your lid on, mm-hmm. sear it, put more butter on there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, again, I think the grilled cheese is like to me truly also a hamburger where it's like, it's not a daily driver. It's a, it's a treat and you mm-hmm. shouldn't pull you shouldn't pull any punches mm-hmm. like don't use less butter no like, use more butter. make it really crispy make it really nice make it really good just don't eat it five times a week grilled like, cheese is not so, a cheater
2: food it is not like a oh i'm lazy i want to make a grilled cheese it's like no
1: yeah like it's a special it's occasion yeah, There's yeah. Gonna, i'm gonna get a really nice bottle of wine for this grilled cheese like I, that's how I feel about grilled cheese. Yeah,
2: last time I, my my apps I I don't I have one favorite cheese and obviously it's a favorite, but like I I don't have favorites. I have one one cheese that is like close to my heart It's Beaufort, which is um the French a uh, French alpine cheese I was talking How's that about spelled? like spelled? B E A U F O R T, Beaufort. Okay. Oh, so good. <laughs> Beaufort. If you can get a Beaufort Alpage, you probably can't, but you should try to get one. Um, As a grilled cheese sandwich, all by itself. Hmm. Find some bread you can cut yourself into thick slices and put some f- salted French butter on it. and you'll, uh, That sandwich is probably going to cost you, like your own grilled cheese sandwich is probably going to cost you $15. Mm-hmm. Worth.
0: Oh,
1: worth it. Worth. I wanted to ask you, I got a few more questions. But one of the things that I really liked hearing about today was that you have your favorite cheesemakers, not talking about manufacturers, but literally a person, like you would call out Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, and you, you get excited to see them at festivals or, or cheese functions. Yeah. I think that is the coolest thing because it, it's like it makes total sense. It's like having a favorite chef, but I feel like there's no reason it didn't occur to me that that would be the case, but hearing it, I'm like, yeah, of course – if you love cheese, you've got favorite cheesemakers. If you like food, you've got favorite. Yeah, who's the Michael Jordan of the
0: cheese world? But it's like so. Who's your Michael but Jordan? But I love of the cheese
1: that. World? Like I, I would love to hear a little bit about like the personalities or why you love them or just anything. But I just think it's so cool.
2: I have like I have two people, I guess, um, and they're domestic cheesemakers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I like that. Um, no, I like I definitely stand by like American domestic made. Ch- domestic cheesemaking. Like, there's so much cheese has become illegal in the United States that domestic cheesemakers have sort of uh, have. Um, have made their own interpretations of cheeses that are now illegal. So you to. see, like it's it's amazing. That's why there's so much good cheese coming out of the South because they can um, get that like good summer milk, but they can get it all year because the mm. cows can eat grass all year because mm-hmm. it's warm ish
0: mm-hmm.
2: grass all year, even sure. if it's crappy grass. I don't know. <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time because in the South. Have, I don't know what the grass is like well, in, in the, Georgia. In, in the, the South, like they <laughs> have
0: they have like heat and they also have seasons with yeah. their actual rain and it's not a desert.
2: Um, I have uh, Andy Hatch, um, is my is one of my like, Andy Hatch, Andy Hatch, who is uh, from he Andy Hatch and his wife, whose name is Caitlin, and ha, and has two other partners who, unfortunately, I don't remember their names. They're from um, Uplands Dairy um, in Wisconsin,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: they make two of my absolute favorite cheeses: Pleasant Ridge Reserve and um, Rush Creek Reserve, and they are. Uh, both Alpine-style cheeses. Uh, one of them is soft uh, Vacheron d'Or style, and the other one is an Alpine-style, like a um, Greer style And they're both the two of the most beautiful, perfect cheeses in the entire world. Mm. Um, I saw Andy Hatch the other day at Rainbow because it was Fancy Food Week, and he was in. Um, and I got so nervous. And he's met me a bunch of times, and he probably doesn't remember me, but he's met me a bunch of times and I got so nervous. I got like completely tongue tied and started saying all these like weird things that don't make any sense. Mm. Um yeah, because he, he 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 makes he makes these two things that every single time I eat them, it it literally brings tears to my eyes because damn. Food and really are makes these me really happy? Are these
0: cheeses, these two cheeses hard to find?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um Pleasant Ridgebury. You got to work for it. Um I'm sure you can get. Um, I'm sure you can get Pleasant Ridge Reserve at, in, in Los Angeles at like Cheesemongers or Sherman Oaks. I think that's what they're called. I mm-hmm. have no idea where else uh, down here.
0: Yeah, we've got a few reputable cheese shops. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, can ask uh, if they don't have it, they'll at least know mm-hmm. where to find it. Perhaps. It's so
2: it's so delicious, and it has to be well taken care of because it's a very fragile cheese once it's cut. Um, mm.
0: uh,
2: Rush Creek Reserve is only available um, in. Late November and December, two batches are made every year, and that's it. Wow! And um, it's made from it's made from like it's made from summer milk, and then like sixty days later, it's sent it's sent out. Um,
0: Six
1: years later.
2: Sixty days. Sixty days later. Yeah.
0: How much would one of these? How much would? How much does this cost a pound? Do you think?
2: Pleasant Ridge Reserve generally retails approximately at like, I want to say like thirty four dollars a pound or something mm-hmm. like that. Maybe it depends on where you go. Mm-hmm. And then um Rush Creek Reserve is probably like it's less than a pound. It's like a maybe like at the most like a ten, twelve ounce wheel or something like that. It's a very small spruce pound um mm-hmm. wheel. And they're usually about thirty five dollars a wheel. So,
0: so when you get so when you get like a real prized Chunk of cheese like this one, how do you do you just is it blasphemous to do anything other than eat it straight plain or how are you eating this?
2: No, um, it's, are you pairing
0: it with anything else?
2: I, you can pair, I mean, you can pair it with a lot of different things. I'm, I'm really bad at my pairings because I really do like cheese by itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Rush Creek is really good with like candied apples or mm-hmm. like brandied apples and like, like candied, like, uh, um, nuts, like sweet things, mm-hmm. washed rind cheeses, anything that's like stinky is very good with very, very very sweet things. Um, mm. No asset at all. Um, Ple- uh, Pleasant Ridge Reserve, which is an alpine cheese, um, is very, very savory and pairs very well. But it also tastes very fruity, like pineapples, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Pineapples are my favorite fruit.
1: Mm. By the way. Boom. We I see where you're coming a from. I tattoo
2: of a pineapple.
1: <laughs> I didn't know this. On my leg, I yes. believe that. On my... <laughs> and we're waiting for it. Leg. <laughs> uh, my right. mom... Uh,
0: <laughs> Pine leg. I've got a tattoo of a pineapple on my leg. That's <laughs> uh, my regular... Yeah, my, I, when I, um, I went down and visited my mom a few days ago, she just got... One of those pineapple coring slicer guys. Oh, have those you seen are that?
2: So cute.
0: You you just have you seen this? You, I think s- you so. stick uh, it in and it and it cores yeah. it and then you unscrew it and then it spiral cuts the whole thing. Yeah. Then it wow. slides it out. So then you got the cores gone and then you have a perfectly spiral cut. Like a like a slinky of pineapple. Sure. And this is because yeah, you <clears> your, mom, yeah.
1: your mom's eating a lot of pineapples.
0: What's going on? I think she just, you know, if you're a mom and you see one of those thingies, you're like, okay, I'm buying that. Man, I wish I'm a my fucking mom. mom. Of course buy I'm one buying of one of those pineapple things. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've got a pineapple core. I'm a mom. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: my
2: mom sucks. Call <laughs> 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 my mom. <laughs> mom, buy me buy uh, pineapple cores. I'll come my and mom see you more. Sucks. <laughs>
1: So, like wine, you told me about a ceremony you went to of a fellow um, fellow colleague who was inducted into a cheese society.
2: Gordon Edgar was inducted to the Gildes fromage.
1: This is like it's. I it saw. Was
2: really beautiful.
1: I saw some pictures. de fromage. Like it was great. It was like incredible. Like it was. A sommelier, you know, hitting the pinnacle and being invited into like a private French cheese society.
0: Mm, Okay. I don't want to say
1: eyes wide shut in a in a pejorative. I mean like I mean like eyes wide shut in like a good way. (laughs) Like good. Um,
2: let me a little shout out to Coco Chanel for designing the weird robes, which make everyone look like yeah.
1: Possible. Oh, really? That's, that's how deep this goes. Yeah. this is not like a bunch of yeah. people like starting like a Craigslist meetup. Coco
2: up. effing Chanel. Coco
1: Chanel
0: designed the robes for this ceremony. Yeah. Holy shit.
2: Yeah, it was amazing. I
0: wasn't bringing up some basic bitch shit, dude.
2: <laughs> each one, each robe is worth ten thousand G's. Does that mean ten thousand dollars?
0: Ten thousand dollars. You would say ten Gs. 10, ten, ten stacks, ten, ten racks. Ten racks. There you each, go. Each
1: was worth ten racks. Wait, you're talking about ten boxes of ZD for each one of these robes. <laughs> ten
2: boxes of ZD for oh,
1: each robe.
0: Oh the oh. fucking balls on this robe, huh? Walk it here. Jesus.
2: I would like to make a deal with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, ten boxes of ZD for one of these cocoa robes. You can't get this on Craigslist, baby.
2: No, I mean I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Cheesemongers get a little. I mean, cheese people get a little drunk. So it's because it, uh, the fromage is is um it's a French or, French I, and Swiss organization, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird because I th- I think it's French and Swiss. I was told that the induction ceremony for um uh, the induction ceremony was French, the one that we went to. Where? But it only last <laughs> lasted um thirty minutes. Um okay. But apparently, the Swiss ceremony lasts eight hours.
0: Whoa. Damn! So yeah. it's like an Indian wedding.
2: Pretty much. Yeah, well, those last longer than eight I hours. Know. In you know, in comparison, too. <laughs> i like, I was just like, I know all
0: about so, Indian weddings. Okay. So, this is, so this is kind of like the uh, the Michelin of cheese.
2: Yeah, and it's not for like it's not for like. I mean, it don't
0: get higher than this.
2: It doesn't. I mean, I think maybe there is. I don't know. Maybe it does. But as far as I know, it doesn't. And it's it's one of those things. It's not like I was I was there, and I was probably. I'm gonna be thirty eight and i'm gonna be thirty eight in a month um and I was probably one of the youngest people who was mm-hmm. even in the room right and um everybody there was was older and like it was like Drunker, one person who fatter. got inducted we got to hear about like you know they're, they're Nubian goats. There's Nubian goats again. I don't yeah, even know if they're right. Nubian goats, but we got to hear about their ho- herd of
0: goats. And, how like, long people- until you get your own herd of n- Nubian goats? Oh my god! You want these I, want, I
2: have so many
1: cans.
0: <gasps> <laughs> Is that the, <laughs> I've been saving cans since I was how nine years a, old. How much does a one Nubian goat cost? I
2: don't know. Ten rocks of Z D. <laughs> there you go.
0: There you go. She knows how to. There's out. no way a goat costs <laughs> <the> that <tree. laughs> much. And where and where do you go to buy a goat? <laughs> and then you, I guess you got to get two, and then you got to have them.
2: I feel like I have to join the Girl Scouts or something, and get a goat or the 4-H
0: sure. club or whatever. That makes sense. if I had never club. met you before, <laughs> if I had never met you before, and I saw you, I'd be like, I feel like this person either has goats or is planning on getting goats. I have a like,
2: tattoo of a goat. Yeah, yeah, and a sheep.
0: There you go. I'm thinking step one,
2: Favorite things. bring a
1: loaded gun to a state fair.
2: Oh my God, that's Step it. two, they have so rob a goat guns. from
1: a state fair with a loaded gun. Step three,
0: avoid jail at all costs. I mean, you got to steal a Just goat. Just
2: start running.
1: What
0: Get What cheese would you pair with the pineapple?
2: What with cheese, would I pair with a pineapple? Mm. I don't think I would actually pair cheese with a pineapple. Um, Fair. So okay. So here's here's some cheese rules that are that are like you don't have to like there there aren't there aren't there these aren't like hard rules about right. cheese, but like anything that's really high acid like citrus or pineapple, it's very difficult to hard uh, to um, pair cheese with.
0: Mm-hmm. But if you
2: like get provolone made,
0: and orange slice is not a good mix.
2: That's so gross. <laughs>
0: It, it, it was intended to be unappealing. Oh he was going for it. Age provolone <laughs> is for the so fences. good. I love a nice provolone on, a, on an yeah, Italian sandwich.
2: Pretty. Ooh, let, No, no, an aged one, though. They don't put those in sandwiches. You what? need to get yourself an age provolone. It's going to change your life. Put it on I've had pizza. an age
0: provolone. Oh, okay. Get sorry, yourself I'm a provolone age baby. Get yourself a nice aged provolone. <laughs> <laughs> so... So, okay. one rules, yeah. so one of those no, rules, no no, pairing cheese with a high acid. It's
2: not, no, it's just very difficult. It's, it's sure. Hard.
0: Commonly not
1: done. Yeah. Something that you might do, you would.
2: Actually, it might be good with that Meredith Feta that you oh. have. Yeah. That's Momo.
0: Shout out, Momo Wade. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a nice Feta, huh?
2: Meredith Feta is, he pulled it out and he was like, the label's gone. I was like, Meredith Feta, that's really good. <laughs> it's one of my favorites.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just the olive oil off of that alone.
2: Oh, my God. You can cook so much delicious stuff in it, or turn it into a salad dressing. Yeah. Anything you mm-hmm. want. So much garlic.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to ask you. What do you think in, about? In uh, oh, so I was going to say. So, if you wanted to do something, say with a high acid fruit, would you do something like cook it a little, or macerate it in some vinegar, or something to like cut the edge off of it? You know, almost curing oh, it a no. little. I mean, or just the, find something else to eat the cheese with.
2: Find something else to eat the cheese with. Yeah, there you go. yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's like dried pineapple. Dried pineapple. Um, works with wash-rind cheeses. Remember we were talking mm-hmm.
0: about like candied yeah. and sweet. Exactly, right, right, sweet, right. sweet,
2: sweet, sweet. Like no, like very little acid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really sure. good with wash-rind cheeses. So
1: okay, and continue on some of the basics.
2: Um. Okay, basics. I don't know. Do whatever you want with cheese.
1: yo. Yeah. Follow
2: your heart. <laughs> just don't put like. D- just don't put like you know tangerines and like ch- cheddar in a salad because that's gross. Just don't put tangerines <laughs> in a
1: salad ever.
2: Mm, it's Chinese chicken salad.
0: Yeah, no, fair.
2: Delicious. Um, yeah. No
0: cheese. So, so the the cheese that you're talking about, the kind the kind that comes like at Trader Joe's, that's a a small brick encased in plastic. Always, always avoid that. You say no. I mean, there's
2: there's a place for every kind of cheese, you know, and it's like
0: except for pre shredded cheese.
2: I have a place for pre pre shredded cheese.
0: The trash can.
2: The, I mean, like, okay. So, but I've seen a
0: lot of people talking about never buy pre-shredded cheese because it has a lot of anti-caking agents. The anti-caking and
2: agents are totally fine. It's just cornstarch and. Um, People are like, oh, it's wood pulp or whatever. It's mm-hmm. it's not wood pulp. I mean, I guess technically it's wood pulp. pulp but it's like, <laughs> what the heck is it called? It's cellulose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cellulose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's totally fine. And, like, and every once in a while when I'm like, I need, to, I need to use mozzarella if I'm making a pizza at home, which almost never happens,
1: mm-hmm.
2: my oven doesn't get hot enough. Because... Most of our ovens don't get
1: hot enough. They sure. You live in it. You don't get a 700 ob- dome temp for that. Uh, mm-hmm. That uh, home. That home cook. Not
2: in my crappy apartment in San Francisco. I don't. mean, so
1: bad. You can't get. Like, yeah. Nobody. Ha- nobody, nobody for the most
0: part. You don't have a wood fire oven. <laughs> unless, exactly. unless yeah. Phil exactly. Rosenthal is listening. Nobody has <laughs> yeah, uh, cool. an oven that gets hot enough for a pizza. Exactly. So you got to make it work.
2: You have to make it work, and so what that means is like mixing like you know some kind of mozzarella in with like you know fontina or something else that's delicious. Like, mm-hmm. Mozzarella at that point has to become your. Base cheese. If you're mm-hmm. making a pizza, so well, sure. what's your base cheese? Mozzarella. Well, do I get the fancy like like fresh mozzarella? No, because then your pizza is going to turn into a soggy mess, and everyone's going to hate you and be like, "Oh, great pizza! Thanks for inviting me over. I'm glad I'm <laughs> drunk enough to really appreciate how. Eat this. that's in front of me. shaped like a pizza. Is. Like it's like flopping down, and you can't do mm. it right. So what do you do? You buy a block of mozzarella and shred it, or you just. Buy the shredded mozzarella and then mix it in with something that actually tastes really good. Yeah, the yeah, trick yeah. to actually like cooking with cheese Quatre is you get magic. something that's cheap and shitty and then you mix it in with something that's absolutely delicious and magical. And you need one-third delicious and magical and two-thirds oh. something shitty. And by something shitty, I mean like... You serviceable. Know, like,
1: not Ar- not Argento. But something exact. something serviceable. Exactly, better than exactly. that. Exactly. But yeah. A little sure.
0: high-low. Exactly. I like that. Now I have a question. It's like my fernet and uh, t- uh what? <laughs> fernet and grapefruit Co- and La Croix. Oh that sounds yeah. It is really weird and it comes out tasting kind of like a fucked up Dr Pepper Cherry Coke Zero feel but uh, okay. just... Oh I in. <laughs> I'm
2: we're, back. we're back You <laughs> know me
0: You know me can and you bring my LaCroy cherry coke You a bar here. and
2: be like can you just mix this in with my Fernet
0: Probably <laughs> if you is there a faster way to get kicked out of a bar <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> So I
1: really love um, uh, I love New Amsterdam aged Gouda
2: Old Amsterdam Old
1: Amsterdam Not New Amsterdam yeah, Sorry about my friend Yeah mm. <laughs> But to me, that tastes like, and maybe it's the high salt content or whatever, it tastes to me like a better than normal like cryopack cheese. Is that is there just MSG in it, and they're yes. not labeling it? Like I think it's a good... I, I enjoy it as a cheese. I guess I don't have an opinion enough to say it's a good cheese, but...
2: We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about Holland now. Yeah, the let's dark, go to Holland. We're, we're gonna talk about the dark side of Holland. Ooh oh. uh, Do you know what Holland's uh, largest export is? Do you know what their moneymaker is? Mm-mm. It's not oil. It's powdered milk to China. <gasps> from indoor cows. Ah
0: Okay. Powdered sad. milk to China sad, from right? indoor cows. Indoor
2: cows—the cows live inside. Not even it's like not like cowsheds. When you're driving up the five, it's inside cows. <gasps> they don't go outside.
0: Is that where the mad cow disease gets popping? No, that's England. Got it. So Gross <laughs> a very a very semi inhumane and
1: and not. What do the Chinese, Chinese people use okay. the
0: powdered milk for?
2: Uh, and and uh, it's for um, formula. Um, oh, yeah. There's got not, it. A lot of Chinese people, and they don't. Breastfeed, I guess. I guess it's like. Who has the time? I I I, yeah. I think that's. I think I don't know. Right, right, right. Whatever. No judgment for people who don't breastfeed. <laughs> I don't have a baby, and I. If I did, I probably wouldn't breastfeed because that's weird. Sorry. Gross. Anybody's It's breastfeed. natural. I'm sorry. Don't um, knock until you try it. I. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ew. I have an audible
0: ew. I've said too much. Not
2: um. So. Um. But okay. So Holland. Um. So cooperative. Cooperative dairies. Um. Uh, is a cooperative dairy is a thing. And what that means is um, this happens all over the world, um, specifically in France, like in the Alps, in the Alpine regions, France, uh, uh, Switzerland, and um, Holland. So these are two really big examples of that. And what that means is all the milk is sourced, and then the um, cheesemakers get brought the milk, and then somebody ages it. So like it's like a like a three part process. Mm-hmm. Um, so most milk from Holland, um, because the Holland is like like trying to find land in Holland is like, incredibly difficult. Like even in Amsterdam, most of the students live on barges in the water, which is like totally amazing and crazy. But um,
0: <laughs> right,
2: it's really hard to find land. So um, all of these cows live like inside, and I don't even know what this means because I've never seen an inside cow in Holland. But um. um the milk comes from sad cows and and then most of the cheesemakers they like just like throw these wheels of cheeses and like you know you get like north hollander this way and like all the beemster cheeses and like uh um old amsterdam and like it's it's fine it's totally fine but like it's doesn't
1: sound like it's fine it's
2: kind of a sad product and so mm. at the end of the day what you really want is like a cheese like in france they call them affineurs um but somebody who's aging the cheese to be a very good judge of where all of these things are being sourced from, and then ultimately they take this like pretty decent product and then they age it in their environment that they think is going to protect the cheese in the like the best of all scenarios so they like like are like they they basically create they, they find they create the best scenario in what could ultimately be the worst scenario mm mm-hmm for making. Not right?
0: unlike uh, the an editor of a film perhaps. There you go.
2: Right. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. a blogger. A blog, a <laughs> blogger actually is the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: that's what I was thinking. Kind of sure. like a blogger. You're such a blogger.
2: But yeah. um, there's this woman, Betty Coster. Um, this is this is the funny thing about Holland and North Hollander. But like, there's this woman, Betty Coster, and she's this amazing Afinor, um in Holland, um, and she lives in Amsterdam, and her cheese shop is in Amsterdam, and she ages the cheeses in her basement, and her cheese is called Lemuse. and she she Lemuse, and she um, has Lemuse goat and Lemuse cow. And, and then she also has this, like, extra-aged Lemieux, which is really special. Um, and her exporter is the, um, called um, Essex Street, and they only work with very few people, and they're very special. And anything that says Esse- Essex Street on it should be purchased by everybody mm. because their cheese is perfect. Mm. Um, um, but Betty Coster is so careful and finicky about her cheeses Um that they cost a lot of money and in Holland because cheese is so crappy there and cheese is a commodity there because it's a cold weather climate and everything there like meat costs money there and vegetables cost money there cheese is actually like a really easy way of getting like protein and fats at mm-hmm. a reasonable cost people hmm. won't buy the expensive product they're the product that comes from better cows and better goats um, because they're like, well, why would I spend money on this product that is like incredibly expensive when I can get something that is more like Cheetos and is like, right. and I love a Cheeto, but like,
0: it's like Mexican sure. food.
2: Exactly. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, hard. It's hard of, to
0: convince people to buy the really good, expensive version of it uh, when you can get the good, cheap absolutely. stuff everywhere. So
2: the primary source of her income is actually from exports, or so all of
0: really buys it, other than sushi. Um, <laughs>
1: okay. Amazing.
0: <clears throat> Thank you so much. Samantha Klein.
1: Sorry if cheese is boring. Sam Klein. See, it's no, so crazy. I thought it was all fascinating and loved all of it. I don't, I mean, I feel like, you know, as an expert on cheese, you would just assume that people who enjoyed food in general would be tuned into it. Like, if you're going to talk to an engineer who only wants to drink Soylent for food, who hates the fact they have to stop every day and eat food. Yeah, maybe you're like this guy's not going to like my cheese spiel. But to me or to Jason, like and you've known us for a little while, it's like how can it not be fascinating? I thought all of it was really interesting. And, really and, cool. and
0: uh, the cheese world is also sort of a mysterious wing in the in the yeah. hallway of food where <laughs> now, you know, now that there's a million websites and TV shows and magazines and books like a lot of people have access to information about all kinds of food like they know how they know how to break down a cow because sure. of the Bravo network and all this, all this <laughs> shit. But, like, the cheese world still is very mysterious to people like Andre and I who sort of know a lot more about food than the average Joe, or, or at least care. Yeah. Care to yeah. try and I find mean, it's, out. I mean, it's a
2: mystery to even, like, chefs. Like, chefs are constantly, like, like, making assumptions and writing recipes that actually, like, have no, like... They have nothing to do with what, like, is actually happening in cheese or with cheese <laughs> or, like, make any sense. And so... Cheesemongers spend a lot of time. And constant, and and the
0: fact that it's still alive is also just adds more of that weird mystery. It's always evolving.
2: They're like children that grow very slowly, and you can throw them away, and it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get in trouble.
0: (laughs) Trump's America. Couldn't agree more. Um, So if people want to go to your,
1: you're jumping. Oh, and you did it last week. But thank God that the sound quality. Oh, we have to say sorry about not having a podcast last week, but we did record one. Yeah, we recorded one. We're going to redo it, but yeah. we had some sound audio issues. We did some work for you guys, but just it's not ready for prime time yet. Mm-hmm. But you skipped uh, Best Thing We Ate last week, too.
0: Well, then you go first. The Best Thing We Ate all week. We're going to go first, and you can think of one. But uh, it's basically the best thing that you ate in the last week. You can look at your phone if you need to dip into some pics. Andre, what do you got? Uh, at Grill'em Mm-hmm. The Into the Fryer Burger, which is Grill 'em All, is a restaurant here in Los Angeles that specializes in heavy metal burgers, and there it's great. peanut
2: butter on a burger. That's what Andre was saying. Earlier. Yes,
0: That's yeah. Really weird. They do and a peanut butter and good. jelly <laughs> burger. It is good. <laughs> I mean, it sounds horrible. <laughs> so it that one's so a D awful. Snyder, which we have. <laughs> I'm sure.
2: Like if, if you say it's good, I would try it.
1: Uh, That's good. Well, um, so, and we had the D Snyder, and it's very good. Mm-hmm. That's a D Snyder. Um, but the, uh, the jump in the fryer is two waffle buns, cheddar, fried chicken, bacon, and then a maple sriracha drizzle situation. <laughs> but remember, that's not a chicken sandwich. It's a burger with fried
0: chicken on top of a burger patty. Mm-hmm. And, and when you say a waffle bun, that just literally means two waffles, two waffles, like two Belgian two, oh. waffles.
1: Beautiful, like high stacked Belgian waffles. I know what
2: waffles. you mean by a waffle bun. <laughs> oh. I am in when it comes to waffle buns, a hundred.
1: I, you know, I'm. I don't search out the most decadent things when they're good. That's great. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to eat them and have like that's a great treat. But I don't mm-hmm. look at, like where can I find the most like effed up burger? Let's right, get right, it in right. my mouth. Mm-hmm. Not oh. what I'm looking for, but. This got brought out and served, and it was incredible. Like the texture of the waffle, it bun, was very maple, well balanced. The maple syrup was like, if without the maple syrup, it would have been a completely different burger. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was
0: great. That was it my was fav. great.
1: That was my favorite.
0: Um, my the best thing I had all week was is a is a very late addition. It, it was a drunken meal that I made last night. What at around two thirty a.m. Let's hear it. All right, I had some leftover saffron rice that i made i got some saffron so i've been cooking down just like every most people just get get your leftover saffron rice out of the fridge (laughs) look i've been working on a lot of experiments lately so i'm sitting on some saffron rice pull it out i'm also sitting on some uh, very nice guanciale yeah of course just get that guanciale out
1: did you make
2: it or did you buy it
0: uh, it was a gift from a friend yeah. oh, whose friend, really nice who friend, whose friend makes a lot of crazy cured meats, oh. and he had a an, a an abundance of them, and he gave me a bunch for for Christmas. I
1: just pushed the high C out of the way in the fridge and reach for that guanciale. <laughs> purple stuff, oh, yeah, man. purple stuff.
0: All right, so so imagine it's two, you you came home from the bar. It's two thirty in the morning. You got a little buzz gone. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Cube up some guanciales, hit them in the pan, a little olive oil, get it going. Two eggs go in there, Ooh, a little crushed garlic, a little wait, shallot. Wait, wait, wait,
2: go back to the eggs. Tell me about the eggs.
0: Well, so it's... It, it, good well, eggs or
2: bad eggs? Fine
0: eggs. Fine eggs. Nice, okay. nice, nice, expensive eggs from Whole Foods. Not crazy farmer's market, you know, wild ones, but like better than average. Not amazing. But cook the guanciale down so there's a nice guanciale fat base in there. Pans on, non-stick skillet all the way, full high heat. Eggs go in there straight in, not whisked or scrambled. And then chop them up with a, with a spatula, get that going. A little garlic, a little shallot. Then the rice goes in. A little bit of soy sauce and a little bit of butter to finish. What? So it's, it's just straight up guanciale fried Did rice. You
2: say soy sauce?
0: Yeah, a little soy sauce. Oh, because
2: it's fried rice. Saffron, so, saffron fried rice, saffron guanciale saffron fried rice with soy sauce.
0: Yeah, a little soy, just a, just French. a little squirt, just a little squirt, a little umami. But, but moral of the story, guanciale fried rice is fantastic. Okay, I'm oh, in. And and it was also sort of like a carbonara with rice instead of noodles with the Sounds egg like going it. on there. Sounds like it. So scrambled egg guanciale fried rice. Give it a shot. Huh? Just fucked you up, didn't I? Big Sam, what did, you got?
2: Wait, did you did you already say what you ate? <laughs> I did. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Well, um, I feel like I have my excuses because it's. But also, um,
0: you've never been on the show, so it can be the best thing you've eaten all month. Yeah, it can be anything. Okay,
2: so I'm gonna go because this is, this week has been a little crazy for mm-hmm. me. It's fancy food week, so I can list like a bunch of cheeses I ate that I really like. But that's not. Let's think outside the bun. Fun. Let's think outside the rind. Um, I went to um. Okay, so a few weeks ago, I Jack went in the box to box taco. Jack in the Box, and I had this great taco. <laughs> it was deep fried. Mm. Now I went to this restaurant in San Francisco called The Progress, and I had the best cocktail I've ever had in Been my entire to go life. There. Um And I can't even remember what the... Oh, it was a um, it was a Negroni, but it was an Umeboshi Negroni.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah,
2: it was totally savory, and it was absolutely That's fantastic. That's the most foodie thing I've heard
0: of all, all year.
2: It was like... It was like I can't like the cocktail. It was like this. I, I can't believe how incredible this. cocktail Can you
0: explain is. to our listeners what umeboshi is if this they don't know? Pickled
2: plum, one of the most delicious things that exists.
0: Mm-hmm. Love it. So or umeboshi, plum, mm-hmm, pickled plum? both yeah. yeah,
2: pickled, fermented, the same, pure plum, dough.
0: fermented, pickled, all that stuff. Yeah, it's going to be a fermented. It's just like plum, a real wild. Wild Nugget.
2: And a Negroni, if you do not know, is uh, gin, sweet vermouth, and a bitter, like, Campari.
0: hmm mm. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds so really so nice. Good.
2: It was so delicious. And it was, like, not a food. It was a, it was a cocktail. But it was but a, a savory cocktail. i it came with f- me to the point where I'm, like, talking about it now.
1: Amazing. No, I, I've had, I think I said a cocktail. I think I said once, best thing was the Kimchi Bloody Mary.
0: Mm-hmm. The
2: Kimchi Bloody Mary sounds so good. Oh, it was
0: great. I'm gonna tell you about I'm working on a bloody Mary idea. Mm. I'll tell you off pod. Bad man. The streets aren't ready. The streets aren't ready for it yet. Let's it involves a, edibles, so we'll get into that.
1: Let's give a shout out to our friend Alex Hap, who's been on the couch this whole time. What
0: up, what up Dude boyfriend. on the couch. Hi. <laughs> um if people are in San Francisco and wanna come by the shop, what, what do they do?
2: Uh Rainbow Grocery. It's uh seventeen. 17- I don't know my address. It's on Folsom and Divichando, Rainbow Grocery
0: in San Francisco. Come by, check it out. Hit, hit it on the Google Maps.
2: Yeah, if you want to come in and ask for me, like I'm there, like about fifty hours a week. You can always have cool. me paged.
0: Yes, do it. <laughs>
1: I'm not always paging at the Mr.
0: Herman. Yeah. You can follow me on social media at them jeans. Andre Conaparo has no social media because he's very cool. Bang, dot com is a website where all the episodes live. If you like the show, be a bro give us a nice rating interview on iTunes uh, by our moms Karen Jill Jazz Jill. see you guys next week bye <laughs>